Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. We're back. It is. We are starting a cult, the podcast. It's true. That's Grant and I'm Jake. It happens every single Friday for the individuals out there that like to listen to this. It does. We appreciate you guys because, you know, we just, this is, we do this for just fun, really. This is just kind of what yeah. we do. And now, like right now, it's a perfect day for podcasting. Just inside with you, buddy. You know? Yeah, it's just it's snowing fucking a little snowing. bit. It's just, it's it's becoming dark outside. Luckily, we're not out there on the East Coast right now, where we're uh, they're getting pounded right now. What, like fifty inches of snow they're getting, or something like that. Dude, I'll tell you this. I, I, this is off topic. This is just a little intro rant here. Yeah. The way weather works is strange to me because you know they have like the the European model, then like the this model, then the that model. All these models. Well, I was telling them. So like yesterday, I was looking on the Weather Channel app, right? And the Weather Channel was like, we're looking at maybe two inches of snow. You're there. a weather fanatic, dude. You got like three apps on your phone. I, I love weather. I, if I could, I would be a weatherman. I love the weather. It's just very interesting to me. I don't know. Like, see what happened. In fourth grade, we had to do this thing where we like learned how they predict the weather. And then we had to do it. And it actually like worked. Because it was like, oh yeah, they just like guess. So a fourth grader can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ever since then, I've just been very intrigued by, like, the weather and just how it works and, like, what goes on. But um, the one thing was saying it was, like, five to eight inches. The other was saying, like, none, and the other was saying two. And I don't know which one to believe. Uh, but we were watching a thing about the Northeaster. The Nor'easter, as the they call nor'easter. it. You know? um, I but, don't um, celebrate Christmas Nor'easter. Nor'easter. But there, some models were saying, you know, there's places that are looking at about 10 to 12 inches. And then in another model, it says like 50 to 55 inches. That's a drastic difference. One thing's for sure, something's going to happen. It All is. Right. It is. Something's going to happen. It's going to snow. So just uh, just be cool. Snow is um, it's fun to look at. But then the minute you actually have to like do something, it's just not fun. Yeah. No, it's an obstacle. It, yeah. It just becomes like, oh, this is a pain in the fucking asshole. Wish I didn't have to do this shit today. Yeah. But that's that's life when you live in pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, we don't get snow. Everywhere's getting snow now, so how about you suck it? Yeah, there you go. You might only get a little bit, but it'll probably kill you. 
it's bad for you. <laughs> you ever like I remember So it's a good day to be inside. Is remember, what we're saying. This was years ago. Um I wanna say it was like Atlanta. They got like an inch and a half of snow. They just shut down. And like the city was like in shambles. Like they didn't people were getting in like crazy accidents. Yeah, they got no system to take care of like fucking snow. There's no plows there. Yeah, and it well, was, the salt is just strictly meant for the table. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. It was like a free for all. It's like, man, Sometimes that shit just happens, like in the middle of the night. It's like, well, all right, fuck it, we gotta well, leave. Yeah, but uh, we have to evacuate. Yeah, we are back with the part two of Dennis Raider, Mr. BTK himself. We are back with that. So today we'll be getting into more of the crimes, if you will. A lot more of the crimes, and I also I found last week that well, I found this week that last week I was using a source that was not. Uh, given the full story. So I'm going to make some clarifications here at the beginning, uh, just as I tell the Completely story. Completely disregard. You he know? was never born. He's not real. He's not even real. He's like, uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, he's, he's like Mickey Mouse. Or the devil. Yeah. I'm Same sure that thing. Ru- Same that'll thing. ruffle some feathers for y'all out there, but I don't know. That's just my <laughs> thing. That's, that's how I say things. Mickey Mouse and the devil are just like... Ooh. Dennis Rader. Before we get into that, uh, Mickey Mouse, uh, Minnie Mouse... Who I actually just found out that's not his wife. No, yeah, that's they're like twins or something. Yeah, they're like brother and sister. Why so. are they all so hugging and stuff on Valentine's Day? Yeah, I don't know. That's a little weird. But uh, they updated Minnie's outfit. She's wearing a pantsuit now. She's looking good. She's rocking like a you know like a business casual for a woman. Like she's she's rocking it. Hmm. We got business casual Minnie now. The skirt has been retired. I mean that's fine. There were too many upskirt camera shots from Donald Duck, and they had to do something about it. You yeah, know he that doesn't wear weird. pants. He doesn't wear pants at all. No, he puts a camera on his foot and walks around in sandals, and then he's just like, "Oh, let me let me reach up behind you there, Minnie." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And he you know puts his foot there and just like, "Yeah, get that upskirt upskirt shot." You yeah, know, yeah. he's a weirdo. So she's in the pantsuit now because it just it was really causing some tension in their relationships. Yeah. He's a known predator around the uh, the Disney world. You As know, goofy. Like, yeah, dude, he gets punched in the trachea so much, that's why he sounds like that. What do you th- yeah, I was going to say, it's, you know, they say it's a punch. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those other external that goes internal punches. You know what there I mean? There we go, yeah. Mouth molestation is what I'm saying. Probably. Anywho. Yeah. The, somehow those are connected <laughs> to Dennis Raider, but we are going to be talking about that today. Yeah, Dennis Raider's just like Mickey Mouse and the devil. And, yeah, so today we will be covering more of the actual crimes and the sort of time in between said crimes. Um, and then uh, I think we've decided it'll be a part three. Right? Yep. We, we talked about that. Yep, he's just done too many things. Yeah, so we will uh, wrap this up after a third part next Friday. So It's true. I hope you guys like it because we're, we're buckling down for another episode of him after today. It's true. You're going to be hearing about Dennis. So... It is time for Jake to make those clarifications, and then we can hop right in. There we go, yeah. I mean, they're just made kind of along the way. So Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. So we left off last week with BTK, the BTK killer, who was Dennis Rader, as as you remember, uh, having just murdered five people in the span of about three months after blending in seamlessly with his community around him for years, despite uh, his six sexual fantasies that he'd been having all his life as a result of really, who knows, uh, mixed with family drama. 
he, I'm going to say this right now, and I think as the show goes on today specifically, you guys will get where I'm coming from. He would have 100% benefited, and I think some of his victims would have not been victims had he been around when Pornhub Premium was around. Maybe. I really think that like a lot of this was, well, I mean, I know a lot of this was sexual desire driven and that kind of altered his state of mind in a lot of situations. And um, if he was just able to get access, free, easy access to some very extreme types of pornography, it might have saved some lives. So maybe in a weird way, this is an endorsement for porn. Yeah, save the porn industry. There's some. There's you know they got some bad stuff, just like with anything. But oh yeah, maybe Dennis Raiders around the world now are not being Dennis Raider about it. Right, and it's like, I mean, you hate to sound so cynical, but even if someone's going to kill people for reasons connected to sexuality and, you know, sexual desire, if you can shave the number of victims down from, like, five to two, that's still a win. It's yeah. not great, but it's a win. No, it's true. Porn stars save lives. So, yeah, definitely keep that in mind the next time uh, you're on Pornhub. There are videos that probably have saved some lives inadvertently on there. I'm just saying. Just saying. A few things I'd like to clarify, add, you know, edit, whatever, from last week's episode, which we'll do as they come up, like I said. But for the first thing that I'd like to uh, clarify, it's a story that perhaps maybe sheds some light on where Raiders' specific sexual fantasies may have started. Ooh, okay, okay. So, when Raider was very young, it was he and his mother at home, okay? That was another thing. Uh, His dad was the one that worked a lot. And his mom just would watch TV and read and ignore the children. Yeah, deadbeat mother, pretty much. So it makes sense that he would kind of resent her a little bit. Uh, usually, yeah, usually leaving the uh, the duty of child duty to Raider's uh, grandparents. And his okay. mother would just, you know, be there. Reasonable. But anyway, so they were in the house together. It was just him and her. And his mother reached into the couch cushion, probably to get the clicker for the television, maybe. Or something. Uh, or she, a peanut. Or maybe a peanut was down there. Either way, she used the uh, she used the hand with her wedding ring on it, right? Okay. And it got stuck in the inner machinations of the couch. It's stuck in there. Well, yeah, pretty. It sounds a lot more intense. I feel like it just got snagged on some fabric. Yeah, I was getting uh, flowery with the word there. And it was like here was the two options: you could either yank, yank back, rip off part of the couch possibly ruin the cushion possibly get the rock fucking exactly. lost in there you or know or lose part of the ring and that's more expensive so it's like you're you're in a rock and a hard place here well you're in a rock and a soft place here yeah but it's not letting you leave yeah it's you're trapped it's her like, finger was trapped up. and so she was trapped she was she wasn't going anywhere uh she panicked a little bit uh, because she realized the situation she was in. And after a while, uh, called for Dennis and begged him to go find help. All right? But he couldn't help. So picture this. She, she's she's stuck. And she's she's whining for help. And what does he do? He ultimately did in the end. He went for help. But he stayed there for a moment or two in, in the presence of this scene, right? And he just felt a joy that he had not experienced up until then. Uh, it was the joy of arousal. Okay, now picture this. A little Oedipus going on here. Picture this, if you will. This is an entire subgenre of porn right now on the internet. People being stuck in weird places that probably they don't need to be stuck in. It's true. The what are you doing step, bro? And somebody comes in and is able to take advantage of said situation. 
And I don't know if this is a very off topic. This is about that porn specifically. It's a, how, it's a bit rapey to me. I don't it's like It's extremely that. rapey. I don't know how they haven't gotten in more trouble for that because I don't think they like ask for permission. No, I don't they like that. They just do it. Um, but that in itself is an entire genre of the pornography industry today. And that's what friggin' started his shit. Yeah, so exactly like I said, if he would have found this on the internet, he could have just fucking rubbed one out like a normal kid and just like went about his day. But, but no. No, he... He uh, had to be Dennis Rader. Yeah, he had to do... You know, ugh. Yeah. Just watch porn, kids. It's watch bad. porn, it's good for you. People might tell you it's bad for you, but you know what? It, it could save lives. It could save entire families. It really could. Yeah. So we left off with the last murder committed by Rader in 1974, the murder of Catherine Bright. Remember that? Yes. Shot her brother in the face and all that. Anyway, another thing I'd like to clarify uh, is that Catherine was not dead upon the arrival of the police. All right? Rather, she died hours later at Wesley Medical Center. So she was. they found her. She was like, oh, I'm bleeding so, so much. And then she died later. That's a tough family. It is a tough family, dude. It's crazy. He got the 50-cent treatment. He got a bunch of bullets lodged in him and just survived. And he's like, I'm still going to save the day. And she got stabbed like fucking a waterbed. Yeah, and three just, times in the, in the old stomach. And just completely fought through that shit like Abe Lincoln for hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. But in any case, uh, Raider takes a little bit of a hiatus after this murder. Okay? Yes. Uh, he has to hone his craft. You know, he was kind of fucking up at the beginning a little bit. But also, it was because he had just recently had his first child, Brian. Okay. Brian was born, which was taking up a lot of his free time. Brian's here. He's so busy. All right. So, uh, so this left the uh, this left the city of Wichita in a bit of a panic. You know, there were five unsolved murders in less than three months. That's that's pretty crazy. Just yeah, out of, out of nowhere. That's a bit weird. I'm not gonna lie. And only to make the situation worse. And much scarier was that the killer was leaving the police and press in uh, like letters in seemingly random locations. And that was another thing I wanted to touch on. The only reason that the letter Raider wrote to uh, to detailing like you know the the Otero family murder, the only reason that was found so quickly was because the police had taken a man into custody for the crime. Okay. And Dennis didn't like that. He was like, they, they got the wrong guy. That man's innocent. <laughs> I need to and, save uh, him. Yeah, he was like, Dennis didn't like that. It, uh, it wasn't enough that he got away with the crime. You know, he wanted the police to know he'd gotten away with the crime. All right. Right? And uh, that they'd arrested the wrong man. So Raider called a local news outlet and informed them that he was the real killer of the Otero family. And to prove it, he directed them to the library to find the letter. That's why it was found. Okay. Right? Uh, it's you know it's also in this letter that uh, Raider gives himself the name BTK. He wasn't given to him. He gave himself BTK. Yeah. That, most of these people, you can't give yourself nicknames because they're never as good. But He's he, an outlier. He managed to do it. Yeah. He was like, I bind, torture, and kill. And then he signed off the letter BTK. They're like, Burger the King? What does this mean? <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, my God. He, it's that guy. It's Burger that guy. the King. It's that guy with the dead fucking plastic face. Did you guys coming up, <laughs> Like, appearing in windows? Comedy injection here. You guys, I don't know if you guys remember this. This was like a weird childhood memory of mine. But it was like a Burger King commercial where this guy's like talking to the cops, right? 
And he's like, yeah, he's uh, he's about six foot tall. He's wearing a crown. Uh, he's, he's going around putting money in people's pockets. He's like, there he is. Yeah, and he just starts running away. And he gets hit by a car. <laughs> and the cab driver gets out. He's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he just shoves like $5 in his back pocket. He's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like, that was like the best commercial I've ever seen. That was the greatest fucking advertisement cycle he's I've ever saving seen. you Dude, money his, his commercials were amazing oh. now it's kind of taco bell taco bell's taking like the the weird approach yeah taco you know, the Bell's cinematic weird. approach i'll be honest though i've never actually had taco bell and felt good about that decision no of course not it's something you do when you're just not feeling good like I, <laughs> and you're just like wrong. maybe i can make let's see how far i can take this feeling here's my taco bell stories it's like i haven't had diarrhea in a couple months so let's eat some taco bell yeah that's it's like, like what it is. It's a cleanser of sorts. Yeah, that's my colon you cleanse. Is just a couple tacos and one of those chicken quesadillas. There you go. Well, Raider gave himself the name BTK, right? He signed a letter with it. So he's arrogant. He's murderous. He's horny. And uh, he, he's just blending in, raising Brian. All right? That's that's his life right now. Uh, his fantasy life took uh, you know a little back burner to his new job as an ADT security systems advisor. Nice. I didn't so even realize that company was that old. You right? Know? It's the perfect job for him. That is a good job. For what he wants to do, you know? Uh, literally the perfect job. All right. Um, he, you know, until he... For for up until he decides to return to his misdeeds. Uh, he's going into homes. He's familiarizing himself with the layout, learning how security systems work. And business was probably fucking booming because of the recent uptick in unsolved murders. Yeah. That it, both started... With home invasion. Yeah, it's pretty much... He's performing, like, insider trading in his own market. You yeah, know? he's pulling a fucking... Uh, that woman. That woman who likes Snoop Dogg now. Martha Stewart. Yeah, no she one was a those. patsy, though. I'd feel bad. She was a patsy. Yeah, yeah. It's like that bitch... Uh, I don't know what her she name is. She did her time like a boss, though. Well, that, well, that, no, that wasn't insider trading. That The chick that was, like, bribing colleges or something to get her daughter Oh, yeah, the, the full house chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse's lady. Was she married to, like, William H. Macy or something? Wasn't that, like, something that happened? I don't, I don't care. I don't know. All I know is that whatever. Fuck I don't know, man. Who cares? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's going into houses. He's got a crazy good job for his uh, his murdering. So, regardless, uh, this was Raiders' cooling off period, right? So it lasted just shy of three years uh, before one day, Raider decided that it was time again for his shenanigans. What's that restaurant you like with all that tacky shit on the wall? <laughs> Shenanigans? Oh, those Bennigans. Bennigans is what we're thinking of. No, that was from uh, <laughs> Super Troopers. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, what, what are you talking about? Shenanigans? Shenanigans? Well, there were some shenanigans, and they happened on March 17th, 1977, when a raider walked by a home of uh, one Shirley Ruth V. Relford. What a fucking name. A lot of names in this person's uh, title. Uh, she was a 24-year-old mother of three, all of which were younger than eight years old, okay? I mean, I'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like, she has a 19-year-old daughter. Like, wait, what the fuck? Like her daughter is 74. Okay, then. But sure. uh, <laughs> the children were outside playing, you know, in the yard. And Raider approached them with a photograph of a woman. Asking... Look at this photograph. <laughs> he just walks up singing that. He was That's probably what inspired Nickelback. He was way ahead of his time. He had yeah. no one knew what it would be. Yeah, but no, he was like, he's like, this is my wife. Have you seen her? You gotta help me, kids. And uh, and when the children said no, Raider asked if their mother was home. Classic. 
Classic. But anyways, my wife's gone. You guys got a mom? Because I need a wife. <laughs> let, me, let me see her. Uh, so, yeah, they said yes. They were like, yeah, you can, you can come on in to see our mom. Raider went up to the door, and when Shirley answered, he forced his way into the house. Like you do. Smart. Yeah. Once in, he physically overpowered Shirley and began choking her with the rope. So nice. it's just right in, right? Just immediate. That's sort of binding and torturing in a very small way. It is, yeah. And the killing is to come, right? Exactly. So th- this caused the children to freak out and start screaming, rightfully, I'd say. And uh, so after he had choked Shirley unconscious, Raider, so she's not dead yet, he but she's unconscious. He last time, you know? You don't leave them when they stop breathing because they're not dead yet. No, yeah, you know? he's getting a better feel for this. But, uh, yeah, so he choked her unconscious, and then Raider put all three children in the bathroom after throwing a bunch of toys in after them, just like, tossing toys in. He tied the door shut. That's like what we do with our dog. Like, when he leaves, I'm like, here's Yeah, that's what toys. we do with Navi when he won't shut up while we're recording. Here, go in your room and play with your toys. We'll be done. And he still freaks out, much like these children. So, um, he, he then returned to Shirley to finish the jab. And he did. Raider strangled her with rope until he was sure that she was dead. And when she was dead, he bound her body face down on the bed. Okay. Okay, all the while through the door. Somehow. I don't know. This is just what I heard. Maybe, like, through the keyhole or maybe the door wasn't tied, like, completely shut to where you could open it to a certain degree or something. But Shirley's oldest son witnessed the entire process. Okay. Through through the door. That's not a great thing to witness. Not at all. Um... That'll yeah. cause some therapy for that guy's future, I'll tell you yeah, that. I would hope so, or else he's just going to be like Dennis. Or Pornhub Premium. You Maybe know? Pornhub Premium. Uh, so, police found her bound and face down on the bed with semen in her hair. It's not funny. But it's not funny, but semen in the hair is always funny. It's just so, like, it, childish sort of, almost, yeah. you know? It, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say yeah, about that. Yeah, it's the childish version of just spitting on someone in disrespect. <laughs> Look at there's cum in your hair. Yay! It's I'm like, call you cummy now, dude. You, this is not. This is not right. You know what? I don't get. I mean, I know this was back then, so it probably wasn't as like intense as it is today. But I would be afraid to leave any form of DNA, and cum is quite literally DNA. Yeah, so that's that's another thing we'll get to a little later, but the police had no use of DNA or fingerprints. Okay. Yeah, so, I kind of figured I figured <laughs> Kind as of much. A, a damning situation. So you can just um, come anywhere you want. No you one, just you, come anywhere. You could be the phantom comer, dude. No one's going to stop you. They don't know who you are. Yeah, you're just coming all day. All three of the children were unharmed physically, you know, because emotionally I think they may have been ruined. But uh, And they confirmed to the police that they were indeed looking for a Caucasian man. Okay. It's a white guy, is what they said. And the police were getting pissed at this point. You know, they were, they were dealing with a killer, selecting people seemingly at random. And, 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 you know, he was coming on them after he killed them. And it was just in the middle of the daylight hours, you know, and their, their only lead was that he's a white guy. Yeah, it doesn't really help. It might narrow it down like very minimally, but it does. It certainly you doesn't do help. You do not have to go too far in Wichita, Kansas, to find a white boy. Yeah, no, they're like there's <laughs> okay. one like, of three thousand right here, uh, and then there's one of billions in the world. Yeah. So uh, what exactly. do we do here? So it's a bad situation for the police, and because Raider had given himself that catchy ass name for the press, you know, BTK. They were like all eyes were on the police because the name was being printed everywhere. 
Okay. Everyone in Wichita knew the name BTK, and they knew that the police hadn't gotten them. Right, yeah. Okay. So it sucks for them. A little bit. I mean, a little bit. It's it's not a great spot to be in, but it's you know they're looking for the phantom comer here, so they got to figure this out. They call me Phantom Cum. They yeah. got to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, that seems like someone who has had a vasectomy. You know, Phant- oh, Phantom Cum. Well, no, I, can't, I I don't know this, but I feel like I should know this. I feel like it gets man. it gets rid of the goo. I don't know if it does though. I feel like you could still come. I feel like it's just not like fertilized. We're going to have to look this up. We're going to have to I'm looking it up. Look it up right now. I'm going to keep going. You just tell me about the cum when you figure it out. After nine, uh, you know, nine months later, after this, because, you know, the police, they were just like, oh, I don't know. About nine months later, on December 8th of 1977, BTK strikes again. All right. And this time, it the victim is Nancy Joe Fox. She was another one of Raider's projects. Okay, well, I'm going to interject here. With cum? Yeah, so I just this is a little uh, lesson in the male anatomy for you guys, okay? Cum, well, okay, never, I'm not going to say cum because that's not scientific. Sperm and semen are, ejaculate. Two, are two different things. So semen is the, the ejaculate, the white goo that comes out. And sperm are the little things inside of the semen that contain the fertilization, you know? The worms that make kids. So when you have a vasectomy, you still ejaculate semen, but it is no longer fertilized. So there's no sperm in the semen. Oh, it's just like Elmer's glue. So it doesn't eliminate any vasectomy patients either because you could still still ejaculate. It's just not fertile. That is good to know, honestly. So, you know, no, that's good. All right, cool. Well, Nancy Joe Fox was murdered uh, nine months after, after who, who was her name? It was like four things. Shirley Ruth V. and Relford. It was yeah. after her. It was nine, uh, nine months after Dr. her. Dr. Queen Elizabeth Shaquille O'Neal II. There we go. He strikes again. Nancy Joe Fox. She was another one of Raiders projects. She was 25 years old with a career working at a jewelry store. And she lived alone. Oh. That's prime You know, pickings. it's prime pickings for this guy. He'd seen her around town and began, like, following her, you know. He he learned the ins and outs of her routine, you know, his, his whole thing, uh, where she worked, and even drove by uh, her house and looked in her mailbox so he could know her name. Pretty sure that's a federal crime. It is. You can't tamper with the mail. Yeah, that's federal crime. That's the biggest crime he's committed so far. I mean, it's not, but it it's definitely the one that could put him behind bars. There you go. It's like Al Capone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the one they're going to get him Tax on. evasion, yeah. You can't, can't do that. It's it's the perfect crime yeah. until somebody sees you doing it. That's that's not cool beans. It's not cool beans. It's hot beans right there. It's um, bad. Bad, bad beans. Oh. Be nice. Okay. Bean ice. Yes. All right. So, it ooh, bean ice. That's disgusting. Uh, he, you know, he uh, in later interviews, he said that uh, the more that he felt he knew a person, the more comfortable he was going ahead with the murder. And see, it's funny because that's almost the opposite of a lot of situations. Yeah, a lot of people, it's like you want to dehumanize them to the point where you can murder them. This guy's like, I want to know everything before I take it all away. And yeah, basic human psychology would show that once you actually form a bond and know that person or even small details about their life, it would make it harder to do things like that. But this guy's the opposite. He's in living in opposite land. Yeah, it's, it's his thing. It's his thing. So, on uh, December 8th, uh, Nancy returned home from work, you know, 
only to immediately be attacked from behind. All right, Raider was already in her home at this point. He snuck up behind her, placed a bag around her head, and strangled her with a belt this time. Ooh. Yeah. He then bound her body and came into a negligee. Came onto, either way, a negligee that belonged to Nancy. It was an honor. That's very important. It was just in her house, and he came on it, and then he placed it by her head. Here you go. Nice crown for, for Nancy Joe Fox. So, uh, he, he then, yeah, he bound her and all that stuff. He put a cum rag by her head. It was negligee. And because she lived alone, Raider knew that it would be a while until she was discovered. So, the day after, uh, you know, the murder, 911 operators received an anonymous call from a payphone. The caller, yeah. who was Raider, uh, said that they would find a dead body at 843 South Parish Street and then even gave Nancy's full name. Okay. So after the police traced the phone call to uh, the payphone, they actually had witnesses that saw Raider make this call, confirming again that he was a Caucasian male in his 30s. Now they have a roughly like an age range. So that's, okay, so now they're chipping it they're down chipping a little away, bit more. They're you know? getting there. There was no DNA evidence nor fingerprints. Like I said, the police are seven deaths in and have little to no leads. It's not looking good for the police here. No, it is not. It's no, bad news. No, it's not. Yeah, okay. We got bad news bears coming for these people, Bad news okay? beans. Be nice, all right? So, on February 10th of 1978, roughly two months after the murder, a newspaper in Wichita called uh, the Wichita Eagle receives a letter from BTK. He sent, he loves letters, all right? He loves them. Absolutely loves them. He loves the mail. Uh, the letter detailed all seven murders and asked the question... How many people do I have to kill for my name to be in the paper? I mean, real, realistically, <laughs> just one if they knew just, you. Usually, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were like trying to keep it at bay to a certain degree because he did name himself and give it to the press. And it's like, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, maybe they're like, let's be cool about At this. least for a while. But everyone knew the killings were happening. Everyone knew that there were letters. Who knows, man? But I guess they're, they're going to print his name after a while. Raider is desperate for more media attention, and he's taunting the police to the extent that he's literally telling them on the phone where they can find victims. Okay. Kind okay. of insane. Uh, Raider is getting, you know, confident. He's getting cocky. Also included in the letter uh, was him blaming his urge to kill on something he called Factor X, which sounds like the thing the professor added to the Powerpuff Girls in the Powerpuff Girls show. I'm going to say, it sounds like something in like a video game. Like They're like, you use the Factor X, and then it's like you have some superpower or something. And it's yeah. like, oh, you beat the game. There you go. Oh, it was, it was Chemical X in <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. The professor's fucking it all up. Damn uh, it. Yeah, right? Well, uh, but, you know, in BTK's eyes, it was... The, a chemical X, or no, no, fuck it. Now I'm saying chemical X. It's Factor X to to Mr. Raider. It was the monster that he couldn't stop. And it drove him to kill, is what he said. Okay. Right? It got to the point uh, in the police investigation. Wait, it got to the point. Because, you know, they, they could find no commonalities in the victims in any sense. That they simply released a public announcement that there was a serial killer in their midst. There's like, here. there's a killer. We can't find either. You just have to be so careful. 
Uh, and, you know, the police needed any sort of help finding the person that they could get. And in, uh, in the meantime, the community needed to be hyper aware of the fact that they uh, were pretty much constantly in danger. Never is there a moment you're not in danger, Wichita. Little did they they know that the ADT man is the one doing all the crimes. Yeah. Like I said, it's a perfect job. It it, it really is. It's smart. Yeah. And it was in 1978 that Raider's second child was born. Carrie. Carrie's here now. Carrie Underwood? Yes. Okay. Isn't that crazy? I never knew that. (laughs) And he then went silent. Uh, when it came to committing crimes and communicating with the police and the public. And it lasted for eight years. See, and that's another... Just disappears for eight years. That's a crazy, impressive feat, because it's like, in the world of the people looking for the killer, this is... They probably don't understand what's going on. They're thinking either he's dead or he went somewhere else. Their investigation probably is still going, but it's just dried up. You know, they don't know what to do. Eight years, it's like, oh, maybe... Because that that was something that they they thought happened. It's like, after the crime stop and they continued to not resurface, they were just like, maybe he, like, got incarcerated for another crime or something. Yeah, you You know, know. that's, like, what they thought. And then the evidence that they had obtained was little to nothing when it came to, like, drawing actual conclusions. So for a while, the Wichita police, though, like, hesitant to do so, were able to kind of sigh in relief. Yeah, you know? it, it's weird to me, because not even talking about him yet, it's just a wide birth of time. Like, you don't... How would you process that as someone trying to capture someone like this? Especially in this time period where the, the age of, like, hunting the serial killer, it was still kind of being formatted as yeah. to like what to look for and like the commonality things and they like were that. yeah they were looking for everything that they knew to look for but there was no connection they were literally looking at like the grocery stores all these people went to the their barbers like just where they went in town to see if they could link anything that way like what kind of car they drove like that kind of thing right and, but there was nothing and to speak on dennis raider's behalf like that's insane too because you'd think as you know, you commit a crime, then there's usually a little bit of a wait period because you're, you know, it's hard to get into that mindset. So I can't speak for certain, but you know, you're waiting a little bit. You want to see what unfolds, like what they're able to uncover as far as uh, the detectives go and things like that. And then you know, you might strike again, and it's like, oh, it gets a little bit easier. You think it would kind of go quicker, but no, he's like, I gotta strike again, strike again. Take a break for a damn near a decade, like a decade. Almost long a break. decade. He's got to raise his kids. He's got to keep up his appearances at church. He went to Lutheran church every week too. And yeah, it, he was it, super normal. It makes it for a very intriguing crime because clearly it's not something that's driving his life, but it's just something. It's something he wants and likes to do, but he knows that there's things that take priority above that. Yeah, like I said in the first episode, he's like, I've always wanted to do this it's not like i've always had to do this like i have these urges that i need to fulfill he's always it's just i've always wanted to do this yeah it's, it's, some, he, it's a hobby for him it's, it's a weird. desire it's not a need and it's almost more evil that way because it's just like, it well, is. Fuck it. it's today's the day we're going it's his trip to the fucking ice cream store you know it's the shop yeah is, that's is me better. getting fazolis it's like man it's been so long let me get some fazolis. let's get some fazol in here and fucking that my fazolis is his murdering of women my fazolis copyright oh yeah 
Well, uh, Raider was able to sustain his sexual urges through memory and trophies that he'd taken. Such as pictures, because he was taking some pictures, all right? He was taking some pictures I guess, of these bound women. Why not? It makes sense. I mean, it, it kind of, like, makes sense to hear that after hearing that he would bind them after he would kill them. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, yeah, he had trophies, he had memories, and he was uh, he was, he was good for eight years. Damn. Long, long time. And his urges weren't just going to go away, though, you know, because he's a weak man in a lot of senses. It's, yeah, he's like the strongest weak man in the world. <laughs> like, the strongest. It's a title, not a very impressive title, but it's a title. Yeah, he, this dude, is he's all over the fucking map. You don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, this being said, uh, on April 27th of 1985... Midway Damn. through the 80s, yeah. he waited until. The cocaine-fueled Wall Street 80s. Yeah. yeah. I just watched Wolf of Wall Street for the first time the other day. Really? Those it, guys are crazy. They are. I'll tell you this. The, <laughs> what um, a crazy profession. <laughs> unpopular opinion. It, was, it wasn't It was a bad movie, but I definitely don't think it was like one of the greatest. It was just like, okay. No, it was just like debauchery and everyone was like, oh my God, look how debaucherous. Yeah, it was like, all right, it's a, it's a movie. It's not like, it's not like bad, I guess, but it's certainly not like you have to see this movie. It's like, it's so goddamn long. And honestly, I you, liked it. It was good. But... If you've ever met somebody that says that's their favorite movie, they're typically insufferable. It's like they're in, they're insane. Yeah, they're typically like, okay, buddy. Utterly we insane. We know that you, you own like, one fraction of a billionth of a bitcoin and you know you're you're into the stock trade we get it buddy we get it we understand good for you man i also have underwear that are worth eight dollars so we're about in the same boat here we're about to sharten them yeah i could do that and just buy new ones because i don't worry about fucking bitcoin prices it's true well again like i said april 27th mid 80s 85 okay raider returns to his old ways with someone named Marine. Marine Wallace Hedge. Marine Walrus Hedge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was 53 years old, and she was recently widowed, and she was a mother of four and a grandmother. Uh, okay. she, she lives six doors down from Dennis Rader. Okay, well, that's close to Very home. close, very close to home. Uh, the two are, like, friendly, you know, but not, like, close. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's too far to be, like, super close with your neighbors unless you knew them, like, ahead of time. Yeah, but so, you know, you're outside and they drive by or vice versa. It's like, you know, you give a little wave, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Well, Raider one day just decided that she was going to be the next victim. After eight years. All right? She's like, this bitch, this walrus bitch. I'm going to get her, is what he said. Uh, Much like with, you know, many neighborhoods, the houses in Raider's neighborhood were more or less laid out in the same way, like the same design, you know? Okay. So Raider was able to plan his attack with minimal scouting effort. Minimal. Minimal. On April 27th, 1985, Raider invaded Marine's home uh, when she wasn't there, waiting until she fell asleep. So she got home. He was still in the house. He waited until she did everything that she needed to do for the night and then went to bed. Okay. And then he proceeded to strangle her in her bed. Smart move. Right. Now, we'd see now that it, he's got this kind of down to a science. Right? He's entering unnoticed. He's waiting for the opportunity. He's striking to kill. He's, he's, it's, it's masterful. Mm-hmm. Well, Not it's in a good it. way, but it is. 
And the, okay, that was another thing I don't think I even put in the notes. For his first couple murders, he actually cut the phone lines before he did it. That's smart. That's criminal. Which I was like, all right, that's more prepared than I thought he would be. I don't know if he did it for Marine, but that's so outdated now because it's like you can't unless you like climb one of those towers and just cut the entire like Verizon or T-Mobile network offline. Yeah, but that's got to be some type of like felony level crime now. Yeah. <laughs> well, on top of like kind of being on top of everything like going on and what he wanted to do, he was also kind of changing his mo to like uh, satisfy his fantasies. Okay. Because once Marine was dead. Uh, he drove her body to the Lutheran church that his family attended every week because they were, you know, a good, normal, God-fearing family. Right. And that's where he had his fun, all right? So he tied her up once uh, he got there, and he took multiple photos of her dead body in different positions of bondage, right? Okay. He found a nearby ditch, and then he dropped her in there. Nice. Yeah, and it took several days for people to find her. Smart move, you know? I don't know how smart it is. I really don't know, Grant. Um, so, yeah, she's in a ditch after being uh, come down. I assume he came. Because that wasn't mentioned, but I assume he also came on her. It's only the fairest assumption there is. Yeah, this guy comes all the time. Now, this M.O. was very different from the BTK killer who'd gone silent about eight years beforehand, so no one suspected that this was BTK. They were just like, oh, God, another one of these kinds of things. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, because it was so close, you know, it was just a few doors down, Raider's daughter Carrie was, like, super fucking scared. Oh, I would I, be, Understandably too. so. It's like one of our neighbors just appeared in a ditch all tied up with cum. Yeah, I'd, that be, I'd be petrified if that happened. I wouldn't even fit his prototype of who he's going for, and I'd still be like, I'm very uneasy about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, Raider, you know, he knew what was up. He was pretty much the only person who knew what was up, so he assured her with a lot of confidence that she was very safe and that he would protect her. Oh, well, that's good. He's being a good dad. I will stop this phantom comer. He will not get near you, I promise you. I promise his compartmentalization of his, you know, crime life and his family life was fucking astounding. <laughs> like, no, it really was. It's unmatched. No one suspected, and it was insane. Uh, even after eight years. And he could, you know, he could pull it off because for the police, there was absolutely no connection to the murders of one another. Again. And that was on purpose, uh, you know, because, mm-hmm. because BTK is doing, like, high IQ murder. Perfect. And for ultimately, you know, it, it just worked for him. Uh, it was only one year later that he would again strike. Okay, and this was Vicky Lynn Weggerly. Oh, I think <laughs> I don't know. It's W E G E R L E Weggerly. I think I like. And that she's name. got the same middle name as him. Weggerly. It's Lynn. Isn't Aww. that nice? Vicky Lynn. They're connected. Vicky Lynn. Wow. Well, she was a 28 year old mother of two and a pianist. Played okay. the piano, she had a couple of kids, she was 28. That's impressive. Yeah, cool. On September 16th of 1986, she answered the door to Dennis Raider. And he was claiming to be an AT&T technician. Changing so the had, job title. You know, he had the whole, the get up, he had the vest, that glue in the dark. 
Did he have the little like like booty covers that they put on, you know, like around their shoes? I would hope so. That's At least it have detail. some sort of decency. If anybody like that ever comes to the house and they're not wearing like the little they look like the little caps that like surgeons wear yeah. for their feet. If they don't have that, don't trust them because they're not part of the it's company. It's true. They're not part of the company. The company insists that they do that. Exactly. They don't want to pay for any more carpet cleaning, okay? Exactly. AT&T has paid for more carpet cleaning than carpet cleaning services. Honestly, you're probably not incorrect about that. They started their own branch of carpet cleaners, and then they were like, you know what, we could just put these things on our feet. No. I don't know, man. That is not well, the case. Vicky Lynn w- Wiggerly. There wasn't much uh, detail on like how it actually happened for this one that I could find. I'm assuming um, he binded her, tortured her, and probably killed her. Maybe yeah. not in that order. No, yeah. The, all those things were definitely present. She let him into the house after he came you know, as an AT&T technician. She let him into the house, and then she was later found dead by the police. Okay. Uh, blood and skin fragments under her fingernails led the police to believe that she was able to kind of scratch him. You she know, got away during, with a little scrappage. During the old altercation there. But again, lack of DNA evidence, uh, you know, or the ability to use DNA evidence uh, left the police with their dicks in their hands. Yeah, they're like, ooh, it'd be nice if we had these capabilities, but ooh, sorry. Yeah, wasn't there, wasn't in the cards. Vicky's two-year-old son was in the house at the time, and he was also unharmed. Well, that's nice. See, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck around with kids, so that's respectable. In a weird way, yeah. I mean, mean, in a weird enough way. He did kill those two kids at the beginning, though. Yeah, he was new. He was learning. He's learning. But uh, again, the the police are leadless and unable to make progress with the BTK case. And it's at this point that BTK takes another hiatus from murder. Okay, he's taking another break there. Um, Raider was busy with family life, church, his career. Uh, for a time, uh, at least he got it out of his system, it seemed. Okay. Right? But humans are creatures of habit, right? You're a creature of habit, so am I. Yeah, uh, everybody is. Yeah, you know? Of course, of course. He returns to the worst of himself, okay, later on. However, this would take place five years later this time. Another gap. And it would ultimately end up being his last murder, which is where we'll pick up uh, the story next week. Yes. How about that, guys? So we're fucking on, terrifying. We got some murdering spree action going he's on. He's just this going, week. going, and then he's just stopping, and so, then he just decides to do it again. Yeah. So this is where I find it to be strange. I mean, not strange, interesting, because the ability to pause just your crime life and just be able to like go about your day, but it ne- it's it never left him, you know. No, he still had all the urges. He had all of the. He had a fucking system that he, he worked really out did. for himself. He was workshopping a system in real time, and it involved taking people's lives each time he was trying to figure it all out. Yeah, it's that's fucking. And it worked. It's weird because it's it's almost hard to believe that you could get away with something like that for so long. Um, but I guess you know if you're doing it in a certain way and like. You you know, I feel like here's my thing, the even scarier part. That eight-year gap was big enough to where when he came back and did another murder, 
you might not even immediately connect it back to the original crime that they're looking into, you know? No, and they didn't. And I'm pretty sure he probably changed his MO how he did, taking her to, like, the church, you know, and doing it there and then dumping her body. Right. He probably did that on purpose just in case. And, yeah, it's it's interesting because so that shifts. Had he not returned back five years later to the situation where Rue will be in next week... Yeah, that's where we're starting. Chances are he probably would have never been caught. Probably not. It. I don't think he ever would have been because it. You know, we would have just assumed that the dude is either dead or incarcerated or it was like a team effort and the team disbanded. I don't know what we'd be thinking specifically. Yeah. But you definitely probably wouldn't pin it on one guy just like... Every so like a fucking murder cicada, just like coming back to like, oh, I'm gonna do this, all right, I'll be gone, just see me later. Yeah. And just completely disappears off the face of the planet, lives his life all normally, comes back and does it again and just continues this process. Yeah, for a couple months he's everywhere, then he's burying himself in family life. So it it really is scary that he realistically he probably would have gotten away with it. But Or I know, don't know. Like you know, with like the the progression of science and that kind of thing, use of DNA and uh, that kind of evidence. Maybe well, that's ke- true. Maybe they kept vials of the of the crusty cum in the hair. They they very could they could have and maybe maybe cleaned her fingernails, got that little flesh in there. Yeah, they very well could have. Nobody, you know, who knows? We'll never know. Obviously, we do know that he was captured. Um, I mean, I hope that didn't spoil anything. But we're I think I about said that at the beginning. I was like, he's still alive. Yeah, we're we're talking about a guy yeah. that did get caught um eventually. Now eventually we'll you know, we don't want to tell you when yet, but it's a lot more recent than you might think. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah, in our lifetime. And here's my and we're my young guess. Men. Here's my guess. If you're old enough to be listening to this show, um you were alive when he got caught. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um but yeah, he's a really interesting case because the the ability to elude the police for so long is just it's impressive is what I mean like it, not in that way but you, there's no other word to use, you know. Yeah, there hasn't been like a, a criminal so prolific in going so long without being caught since Cosby. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. Cosby, you know, he was he was a diddler. That's a that's a whole other situation. He's a diddler. Was it like sixty years that guy was active? Yeah, something like that. And meanwhile, like, everyone was just calling him America's dad. Yeah, that it is makes you shiver. He's a strange situation for me because it's like, I, I mean, I guess the media was. And we're getting off topic here, but that's okay. Ah, uh, Bill Cosby sucks. Um, it's weird. It's weird to me because. I wonder if, like, in the 80s and 90s, like, after it had happened, if there were, like, rumblings of this, and he was just simply too famous for anyone to take it seriously, because I feel like there almost had to be. You a know? lot of people didn't give a shit until very recently about sexual crimes committed by celebrities. Yeah, I, yeah, that know? probably plays a major role on it as well. It's a very recent thing that people gave a fuck about rape victims. Yeah, that is it's a valid point. And it it's interesting cuz it's like, you know, what I mean, I wasn't around. Obviously, you know, I wasn't like a Hollywood fucking guy bouncing around all over there. Yeah. But I I can imagine that there had to be people talking about that at least a little bit. 
Yeah, I think every like a lot of these things that come out like to the public eye, like a lot of people in Hollywood know about months before. You well, know? I'm saying even like years. Like I'm thinking like they had knowledge, or at least there were rumblings of Bill Cosby back when it happened. Yeah, it's you know? like hey, we're going to Cosby's house for the the film uh, opening party or whatever. Just uh, keep an eye on your drink. Yeah, like you know? I I would almost bet that that did happen, but it was just. You know, nobody knew, and there was no proof, and he was just way too big. It was a culmination of a lot of things that led to that yeah. not coming out till years later. Yeah. But off topic of that. Um, yeah, BTK, he, it took him a fucking while to get caught. It really did. And, and even after his last murder, it took him years after that, which we'll get into next week. But oh, still, yeah. it's like, come on. This is fucking crazy it, it's it's very wild but uh yeah so you guys the listeners out there you guys chew on these ones in part one and part two chew on these brutal murders yeah it's the the murder episodes tend to go a little bit on the shorter side and i feel like that it, it naturally works because it's like it, now i mean i'm speaking for myself don't get me wrong i i like a good true crime like i love it but when all you hear about is brutal crimes, it tends to take a toll on you just mentally. You a know? little bit, yeah. I mean, like, th- this guy tortured in that he he choked people and they would come back and he would choke them again. And, like, he he loved them begging for their lives. But Bob Berdella, you remember that guy doing yes. shit? Oh, yeah. That was some insane-ass torture, and that made me feel weird so bad. Uh, yeah, I would still say Bob Berdella cannot hold a candle to... Uh, What's his name? David Parker Ray, the oh, toy box killer? not at all, dude. David Parker Ray is possibly the worst thing that we've covered. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, that was go back of, and listen to that. That was one of the oh. more aggressive episodes, I think, ever. Good Lord. And we didn't even know fully what we were doing back then. We were just like, we'll just talk about this. But it's still like our most brutal episode. <laughs> yeah, it really like, is. It's, it's fucking dark as there's hell. There's dogs involved. There's the... the he wanted to keep him alive. There's it's crazy. There's descriptions of what a, I believe it was a German shepherd, of what a German shepherd's erection looks like and feels like inside of the human anus. Yeah, it's a baseball. Um, you, I think we could wrap up the episode. Yeah. Eh? I think, yeah, it's a little, like we said, you know, it's a little bit shorter, but you know what? For you guys, I think it's the best thing to do because... We need to parcel this out. We don't want to sit here and dump murders on you guys and have it be this thing. Sure, he gets caught. There's a decent enough ending, but it doesn't make it a happy one. No, you know? all these people are dead. Um, mm, yeah. But well, yeah, that is part two of BTK. Part two of BTK. After all these terrible things being said, uh, you want to say that, that good thing that's happening to you soon? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, uh, I keep forgetting, but you yeah. You keep forgetting? We'll pepper in some decent oh, news my for God. the family out there. For the We Are Starting a Cult family, uh, I will be getting married. How about that? How about that? He went to Jared. It was fucking awesome. Look at the size of these rocks How on about this that? ring. It's right? fucking crazy. Man, you are to be wed. Think about that. There's some decent news in the murdering news. How about that? Yeah, you know? some families are getting annihilated. Some are forming. Some are beginning. So we're... Starting a cult. We are starting a cult. It's not worth starting a cult. That's a different Grant is situation. actively... Extending the cult. I mean, you're you're making 
more people part of your family. Absolutely. You we know, have to come extend on. it. We have to create the cult. Yeah. We got to get it worldwide. We have to take over the universe. All for the sake of the cult. All for the sake of just us talking to you guys for about an hour a week and giving you some uh, entertainment. How about that? That's, yeah. that's what our cult's all about. Yeah, finding the Gulan given us given to us by the Almighty Gomex. Yes, it's the all perfect right? scenario for everybody that I know. We're going to find that sauce. It exi- Dude, I'm getting closer. Chick-fil-A's honey mustard is up there. No, oh, it might be pretty close. Um, Chick-fil-A's honey mustard is near the top. We have to mix that list. with the hollandaise is, I think, what you wanted. Yeah, it was something about... I remember, I remember that. You really liked hollandaise on that episode. I did, because it was just interesting. It's the me. underdog. It is. It's the sauce that people forget. It's the breakfast sauce. And there's find me another sauce that's strictly... A one meal sauce other than like salad dressings that aren't ranch you know hmm. like a one meal sauce like blue every cheese every, what was that blue cheese oh you could put blue cheese in an omelet and done wings exactly so it's a it's not a one meal dish but how oh you're right i got it mixed up in my head no one's dipping their fucking pork chops in hollandaise sauce i don't think what's worcestershire for i couldn't tell you i put it on meats and i'm like this is pretty all right and then I don't know, like, is it just for dipping? Is it is it used as an ingredient? I couldn't tell you. I don't even want to know. How the fuck do you even say it? That shit should be illegal for all I We're know. Worcestershire. 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 Worpenstire. You're the worstershire. You're the worpenstire. You're but the worst, I'm sure. I, I don't know. We love you guys very, very much. It's true. BTK is still out there killing in this point of the story and... You know what? Be safe. Grant's going you know, to have a family. Now, um, uh, uh, we're going to make the show still. Yes, uh, we are. We are starting a cult. You're a part of it. We love you. There's a link below for the Patreon. You can follow us on all the shit, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we have an email, startacult at gmail.com. And YouTube, go there and comment and say things and watch the videos that are just the audio. Absolutely. And uh, subscribe and like and all that stuff. What else is there? That, that's what else about is it? it? All right. Well, BTK is coming back at you to end next week. Yes. We love you guys. Goodbye. Yes. We do love you guys. Bananas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.